This video is brought to you by Masterworks. Go to masterworks.io or check out the link in the description for more information. Hey everyone, me Kevin here. Let's talk about the cryptocurrency market and something that I believe is bullish. And that is why I've been buying the dip like crazy in crypto. I'm going to talk about multiple different coins that I've been buying as well in this video. Of course, if you're in the Stocks and Psychology of Money group, you already know because I send out alerts every time I buy or sell something. But anyway, let's first look at a little bit of just some basic TA, some patterns that I'm seeing. Then I want to talk some crypto updates and some other thoughts that I have. So let's just get right into this comprehensive update. First, it is worth noting that remember... And I know this looks like there are a lot of lines going on here. I know I know this seems crazy here. Let's just remove the lines for a moment. Remember when we fell to that low 28,000 level? It really came because of liquidations that we had in May. Which interestingly, if you go to May and you look at tech stocks, this is when you had peak fear in tech stocks as well, before some of the recent pain that we've been seeing in tech stocks. And we know that we've been seeing the beta uh, with, with Bitcoin align more closely with tech stocks, which basically means and when tech stocks go down, crypto is likely to go down. When tech stocks go up, crypto is likely to go up. We're seeing that alignment more and more. It used to be that crypto was a really great diversifier uh, uh, and, and would frequently do the opposite of what the stock market has been doing. Uh, but that has fallen apart. We already know that. But as we had this peak fear over here in May, we quickly crashed right through our support levels. If we draw these here, the 47,000 support level, which we frequently bounced off over here, which is actually where we sit right now, we crashed right through that to get down to that, uh, the, the supports down just under 30,000, right? Look at what we have happening here now. We've got this liquidation pain that brought us down to about 42,000. We quickly rebounded to the next level of support. And this is where we've been sitting right here at 47,000. This is where we've been dancing back and forth. In my opinion, unless for some reason, we continue to see pain in the stock market, especially with tech stocks, leading to some folks go into their crypto to rob the crypto piggy bank to go buy deals in tech stocks, I believe we could end up being stable around the support. I think it's going to take a lot of negativity in the stock market and the markets in general, a lot of additional fear for us to break below this 47,000. Now, we did briefly break below this 47,000 today when we had a substantial amount of fear this morning. What I want you to do is take a look at ARK and then compare the pain that we had this morning in Bitcoin. ARK this morning fell to below $90. Now it's substantially recovered. We opened up in the negative. Now we're up 4.24%. You're seeing the same thing with AMC. You're seeing the same thing with a lot of stocks. We're going, we're turning that risk on again. At the same exact time as we saw the ARK pain and the tech pain this morning, during my market open live stream, look at this folks. Do, 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 do. The price of Bitcoin fell. I ended my live stream at about 7.10 and I said, folks, now I'm going to go do some shopping and send some alerts to the people in the Stocks and Psychology of Money group. What did I do, folks? I bought myself some crypto. Uh, and now we quickly head ba headed back to support. I bought BTC, I bought Soul, and I bought DOT. Right? There. In fact, I sent my notification at 7.15, which was right there. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. In fact, in case you don't believe me, I can literally show you that notification right there. Look at that. BTC.Sol added 32K each. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and so I've, I've been buying the dip uh, on, on cryptos here lately. But my point is that 
We're seeing a little bit of a recovery in tech, but we had a lot of pain this morning in tech. And despite a lot of pain in tech this morning, we didn't that substantially and for that long fall under this, uh, this level of support that we have here, this channel of support that we've been dancing in. Now, after the Fed meeting, we had a little bit of excitement. We kind of ran above uh, the support lines, which we quickly pulled back to. That's fine. But to me, the more we keep rubber banding back to this, and the harder it is to actually get that liquidation pain to drive cryptos down, the more, in my opinion, the pain that we see as we sit in this channel, the more it's a buy the dip opportunity for me. So uh, now a lot of folks got mad at me because I sold a lot. Uh, I sold all of my crypto with the exception of about 40,000 in an Axie team. I sold everything when we were right around 58,500. And that's because the signals that we're seeing implied we got more pain ahead. We got that. I don't know that we're going to have enough pain to actually push down to the 37 level, and that's why I'm buying. Now, if obviously we go down to 37,000, I'm gonna buy down there as well, don't get me wrong. But right now, I don't, I don't personally see those catalysts, and I could be wrong, so don't sue me, bro. But in my opinion, these are the times where crypto is a lot more interesting for me to add to, especially since I'm a big bull for the year of 2022 for crypto. But folks, there are some important things that we have to consider, and it's beyond the Christmas coupon code for the courses down below, or you using a cryptocurrency rewarding credit card like BlockFi's Crypto Rewards Credit Card, which you can get by going to metkevin.com slash BF, BlockFi, metkevin.com slash BF to sign up for. But folks, listen to this. If you are upside down on some of your crypto, and I wanna make this clear, this is not tax advice, I'm not your CPA, so I cannot give you guaranteed information here, but listen folks, if you're upside down on some crypto, there's technically until December 31st, I believe, don't sue me bro, until the end of the year, no wash sale rule for crypto. This means that let's say you bought Bitcoin at 60,000. If you sold your Bitcoin right now and then rebought it, you could take that $12,000 loss and rebuy it, so it's kinda like you sell it and rebuy it at the same time, so now you take the loss, but you don't get impacted by the wash sale rule, so you could take the loss, lower your cost basis, and rebuy at that lower cost basis by realizing that loss, and, and really you haven't done anything, because you just quickly sold and then rebought. Just saying, you only got another like 13 days to take advantage of that opportunity, something to keep in uh, consider. Look it up yourself, fact check me on that. Okay, I'm not a tax advisor. Now, before we talk about some more things that could be bullish for cryptocurrencies, we gotta get to a message from our sponsor. Masterworks.io. With stocks trading at their highest valuations since the dot-com bubble of 2000 and inflation not looking too transitory, professional investors are trying to find ways to significantly outperform the market or just hedge their portfolios. And by professional, I'm talking guys like Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager. Recently, he called the asset class that we're about to talk about, which not a lot of people are talking about, quote, the world's greatest store of wealth today. And if you wanna know what Larry is talking about, you need to check out Masterworks. They let you access a class of assets that have outpaced the S&P 500 by 174% from 1995 to 2020. That's almost a triple the appreciation of real estate, gold, and 90% of cryptocurrencies during the same time. And according to Citibank, this asset class has the lowest correlation to the stock market out of any asset class and is shown to outperform during times of inflation. On top of that, this market has grown over 2,700% in the last 12 
20 years with no signs of slowing down. The asset class is contemporary art, with Wall Street, the Wall Street Journal calling this one of the hottest markets on Earth. According to their reporting, the upcoming auction season is pointed to sell off at least 1.6 billion worth of art, including works that could sell for 15 times their asking prices. You obviously don't have to pay $1.6 billion for artwork because otherwise none of this would apply to you. And so that's where Masterworks comes in. And that's what's amazing about Masterworks is that you don't need tens of millions of dollars or billions of dollars to invest in fine art. So guess how Masterworks works? It's simple. You just invest in a slice of that painting and you could either wait for that painting to be sold or sell it on the secondary market to somebody else, which Masterworks does for you. If you want to take advantage of this and you want to invest in fine art, you want to skip the wait list. The best thing that you can do is check out the link in the description down below. It supports the channel and it supports Masterworks. Go check them out. Go to masterworks.io or use that link in the description down below. Now, in my opinion, we've also got quite a few things that make me bullish also for cryptocurrencies. First of all, we know that this week Elon Musk tweeted that Tesla will make some merchandise buyable with Dogecoin and we'll see how that goes. Obviously, Doge had a pretty good spike after that, which was very, very exciting for the Doge community, uh, though that spike did not unfortunately last very long. We've been sitting down over here just on top of that 1632 support. We're sitting at 17 right now. Uh, we did have a very nice spike to where we rocketed past about 21.4. But again, uh, unfortunately, that did not last very long. Look at this temporary Elon Musk move here. Yikes. And then right back to that 1632, essentially, which we've been channeling here between 1632 1939, significantly closer to that 1632. Uh, over here, of course, you could see those that liquidation spike, which we saw at BTC as well. Uh, the fact that we that we keep coming back to this, especially after uh, liquidations like we had seen, is, is a sign that this is a pretty good, st relatively strong support line. We zoom out, obviously, on the day chart. Uh, you know, we've, we've definitely got a little bit of a momentum bleed here. But despite that, we seem to be flooring because look at this. We hit this in June, this bottom. We hit this bottom in July. We hit the 19 bottom in September. And now we're sitting at that floor again. So the good news again, and I find this is bullish, is we're having a lot of trouble breaking down under that floor. It's kind of like in another video, I talked about how, you know, DocuSign had this massive sell-off. You go to the day chart on DocuSign, massive sell-off. But even though we keep getting worse and worse news on some of these days, we're, we're not breaking past that floor. And so far, I, I find that some of these things are bullish. No guarantees, right? But it's exciting. You know, Elon, Musk's he, Elon Musk in general, he likes Doge more than Bitcoin because of the transaction volume that Bitcoin supports at this point, uh, until of course we get to Lightning and, and we, we fully implement Lightning. Right now, transaction volume for Bitcoin is relatively low and, and that makes the cost per transaction high. A fun note, if you haven't seen the video of Elon Musk being interviewed by Time Magazine, in it, he talks about how Bitcoin is a very suitable store of value and even a transfer. It's really good for transferring that store of value especially across borders, but he believes that fundamentally it's not a good and suitable currency for transactions. Again, at least at this point. Dogecoin, he actually believes is better suited for transactions because of that higher potential total transactions. Remember the TPS, transactions per second that we can do right now. Bitcoin right now sitting at about seven transactions per second. Doge at about 33. Once we get to Lightning or Ethereum 2.0, of course, these numbers are going to explode like Ethereum 
is gonna explode supposedly to uh, 10,000 uh, per second or more. Visa uh, can support somewhere around 40,000 transactions per second, but tentatively really transacts about two to 4,000 transactions per second. Uh, you know, Cardano right now, before we get to the theoretical 1 million, which is the hopeful goal, is about 250 transactions per second. And Solana is the one that really takes the case here. Solana, by the way, We'll talk more about NFTs in just a moment, but where I have where I have a jungle cat, it's the only NFT that I own. But anyway, Solana, fifty thousand to sixty-five thousand transactions per second. Woof! Juicy, juicy, juicy in terms of transactions. So anyway, uh, Elon definitely has an affinity with Doge. We know that Elon's come out and talked about how uh, many employees at uh, Tesla facility uh, facilities talk about uh, their Dogecoin investment. So he ha he does have a slight affinity to Doge compared to probably some of the other coins, like whether it's Polkadot, Matic, uh, or or um, ultimately uh, Solana. But anyway, uh, we look, we know that Doge is also slightly inflationary, but that inflationary number is fixed. Elon talked about that as well. So over time, that inflation decreases. It becomes less inflationary over time, but still encourages transactions and spending, uh, which is one of the benefits of having uh, a slightly inflationary currency relative to uh, store value currency. Now, uh, something else that's worth noting is the IRS has also now added a checkbox to your IRS 1040. You now have to answer the question, quote, at any time during 2021, did you receive, sell, or exchange, or otherwise dispose any financial interest in virtual currency? And now, I, I think this is kind of interesting because we did get some know your customer rules that were changed in the bipartisan infrastructure package. Uh, and so uh, there's there's a lot of new tax reporting and transaction reporting coming to cryptocurrencies. A lot of frustration, by the way, for cryptocurrency miners, because while they're validating transactions, they're not actually collecting information from uh, the people whose transactions they're validating. This is just Congress being entirely stupid. But it's worth noting that it, you know, there are going to be a lot of people who feel like, you know, I'm not going to check that box. I kind of worry and think that that box is a trap because the bipartisan infrastructure package is also requiring companies like BlockFi, Coinbase, Robinhood to report uh, at least some degree of your cryptocurrency transactions. So I'm worried that if you're like, no, you know, my crypto is not going on my tax return or whatever, and you don't check that box and it doesn't like automatically trigger another form that you have to fill out, which I thought was really weird. It's just literally, did you or did you not? That's it. Like there's no other form that it says like, oh, if, if you check yes, then go to the next page or whatever. It doesn't say that. It's, it's really weird. It's literally, it, it feels like it's just a test to see if they want to come audit you or something. So, uh, you know, I'm going to answer that totally honestly, like, yep, I'm checking that box. Yes. Here, this is what it looks like, just so you could see it on the tax return form right here. At any time during 2021, did you receive, sell, exchange, or otherwise dispose of any financial interest in virtual currency? And then just has that yes or no spot right there with nothing else. It's not, again, it's not like if you check yes, go to this form or whatever. Kind of interesting, kind of a little sus, uh, but anyway, that, that did appear, so something else to know. Uh, other things to keep in mind, folks, NFTs absolutely blowing up. You've got the global market for non-fungible tokens this year getting to $22 billion. Sotheby's auction house sold NFTs totaling over $100 million. 78% of NFT bidders, by the way, were new to Sotheby's, so they are obviously opening up a whole new cohort of customers. More than a half of them were under 40, which aligns with what Visa reported to us. 
Remember, folks, Visa told us uh, in, in their piece, which they had a phenomenal piece on this, but they told us that active owners and passive owners of cryptocurrency are much more likely to be millennials, younger, and male. And if you go over to the crypto curious, crypto skeptics, or the crypto unengaged cohorts, you get people who are more likely to be female, boomers, and don't watch YouTube. That was literally one of the things on here. They talked about uh, the biggest sources for the unengaged or crypto skeptics, their biggest sources of information were TV, so mainstream media, and their friends or family who are probably also watching mainstream media. Whereas the active owners, look at this, primarily get their information about crypto from YouTube. Boom! <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Uh, but look, NFTs are exploding. Uh, I only have one NFT. One of the reasons, personally, uh, I'm not the biggest uh, NFT buff in, in terms of putting more of my uh, liquid assets into NFTs is mostly because of liquidity. I'm a big fan of trading crypto. That's why uh, I, I bought a lot of ADA at a dollar. It's why I sold out uh, near $2. It's why I bought a lot of Bitcoin and Ethereum when Bitcoin was sitting around 28,000 to even 37,000, anywhere in that range. I was willing to buy crypto as it was still running up 35, 36, 37,000 uh, just because of the trend signals, it's easy. But I like transacting quickly. And if I have, let's say my Ethereum locked up into a CryptoPunk, which I've seriously considered, then in order for me to trade that, my time frame for being able to sell a CryptoPunk could be anywhere between two weeks to quite frankly, three months before somebody buys my CryptoPunk. Uh, and by then my trade opportunity could be gone to lower my cost basis or whatever. So if, if you know, there are some NFTs I'd be willing to just hodl forever. Like I'm gonna hodl my jungle cat, I love it. Uh, but in terms of a larger portion of my portfolio, I love that liquidity of being able to quickly move uh, my cryptocurrency. It's one of the reasons that for trading, I keep most of, well, right now I keep almost all of my, I'd say 95% of my cryptocurrency at Coinbase Pro because the fees are the lowest. However, if you're just a straight, and this is gonna make some people cringe, and I know it, I know it, but if you're, if you're just a straight up trader of crypto and you don't care about tra uh, staking, Honestly, Robinhood beats Coinbase Pro on the fees, and it, it pains me to say that. Pains me to say that, I know. Not your keys, not your coin, I get it. But uh, they do have the best fees. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, Sotheby's blowing up. Uh, you know, Christie's is obviously competing with them as well. Remember, Christie's had that $69 million uh, auction for uh, the Beeple NFT. That was really, really incredible. Uh, $69 million, folks. In, in, in case you're not familiar with uh, what that NFT piece was, uh, here's a picture. Uh, of that NFT. Really, really, really incredible here. The first 5,000 days. <laughs> really exciting. Uh, then, of course, you did have uh, the most expensive CryptoPunk to sell yet. They did remove, by the way, that CryptoPunk that somebody basically bought and sold from themselves from the highest uh, sale of a CryptoPunk. But, but look at this CryptoPunk here. $11.7 million for the, uh, for the masked CryptoPunk, really, really incredible. But again, liquidity constraints here. But uh, look, NFTs blowing up to the point where sometimes I'm starting to question how much we're blowing up. Sotheby's launched their own metaverse. It's an NFT exclusive site 
for exploring the metaverse, the Sotheby's uh, NFT collections and galleries and such in their version of the metaverse. Look, look at this. <laughs> you see how they, they threw the crypto punk over there in the window? Uh, I, I don't know. Some of this does make me a little skeptical that, you know, when Melania Trump starts launching an NFT collection called Melania's Vision. Okay, folks, like if you really wanted to go to MelaniaTrump.com slash the eyes NFT and spend one Solana buying uh, an, an NFT from Melania Trump, you could. Uh, and, and it comes with this, you know, positive affirmation here. You ready? Let's listen to it. My vision is look forward with inspiration, strength, and courage. That's deep. That's deep. Strength, courage, gotta look forward with inspiration, folks. Woo! You know what? I'll just keep my jungle cat. But uh, anyway, I did want to talk also a little bit about some other coins that I bought. Uh, I did buy, uh, I am diversifying, I'm creating a little bit of a basket. Uh, so right now, my basket includes Solana, Dot, Ethereum, AVAX, uh, Matic, Polygon, and, uh, and Cardano. Uh, Cardano has been a project that I've been a fan of for a while. They've gotten through a whole FUD cycle here recently. Uh, I'm glad that I sold and now I'm rebuying. <laughs> but then again, that's part of the crypto trading verse. So anyway, folks, this gives you a little bit of a look into some of the updates in the cryptocurrency space. Some of the things that I'm doing, some of the things I'm looking at on the charts. If you found this helpful, consider sharing the video. Check out the programs on building your wealth down below. And folks, we'll see you in the next one. Thanks so much. Bye.